the Iceman, a podcast sponsored by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Welcome back, everybody. We're excited to have another episode. And that lovely voice that you heard there was our host, our co-host, John. Welcome back to the studio. I am super excited to be back here. Uh, it's after, been a minute. Yeah, two weeks of one week being at home and one week uh, just needing a little little break from, as most people know, I do... A lot of stuff at the shop here. Yeah, you are the busiest person I know. Yeah, and that was no longer, there was no more hours in the day. Yeah, there was no more John to give. Yeah, you needed some time. I need a little time. You probably could use some time right now, too. Probably. Yeah, we're taking away from your work right now. A little bit. (laughs) That's all right. It's work that you like to do here, right? If someone's rods late, we can just blame the Iceman podcast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't need any blame here. (laughs) <laughs> this is your show. Yeah, if you if you know John at all, or if you've spent any time around him, you know that he gets more phone calls and texts than a 16-year-old girl. And uh, for these uh, 35 to 45 minutes that we're going to be talking today, your phone is turned off, and I can't even imagine what it's going to do when we turn it back on afterwards. Uh, my wife thought there was something wrong with it the other day because she goes, it just it just beeps. And I'm like, well, that's because if you get so many messages, it just it doesn't actually give you the full thing. It just kind of keeps beeping. It's and like then, a smoke detector when it runs out of batteries. Yeah, and then I got the great idea. I got some new earbuds, um, some Samsung Galaxy things, and I thought, this, oh, this will be great. I put them in, and then it every time I got an email, it said email. So for an hour, it just went email, 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 email. I'm like, what is wrong with these things? And then I realized I had you know 46, 46 emails. You know what we need to do is we need to uh, switch over your earbuds to uh, Raycons, and we need to get Raycon to sponsor our... Uh, I spin the podcast. What what are Raycons? You don't know Raycons? Is that like a sunglasses? No, it's a it's a wireless headphone. Oh, Bluetooth headphone. I use I use Raycons. They're wonderful. I bought something off of Microsoft Store because I had a coupon. Well, you probably paid way more than Raycons do. Oh uh, yeah, no, I paid like fifty dollars for these. Oh yeah, well, Ray, I paid like seventy five for mine, and they're awesome. I use them all the time. Yeah, they have the little charging case. Yeah. It looks like a pill. Yeah, true Bluetooth. Yep, I lost them like twenty times so far in the last week. No, I love those Raycons. I use them all the time. You hear that, Raycon? I love your product. Give me a call. So you, uh, you speaking the, of products, we love. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna do, we're gonna change yeah. stuff. But speaking of, you actually made it on the ice. I and did. We have a contest to end too. We do. Yeah, it's time to call a contest. We made it on the ice. Uh, hey, producer Tom, can you get on the Facebook page and check out our um, check out our contest so we can see who's the winner? Um, two two ice trips for me. Two ice trips under my belt. But the one that people care about probably the most is today was the day. What is today? Today is December fourteenth. Verified uh, Lake X Maple Lake in Wright County officially had four inches of walkable ice. Maple Lake Wright County officially four inches of walkable ice. Now, now if anyone goes out there and drowns in Maple Lake, it's not my fault. No, it this, is also supposed to be in the forties for like the next like three weeks or like week and a half. I heard. So yeah, well, it's like eight degrees right now. So you can, you can fish right now, but it doesn't melt. We are not fast. guaranteeing your safety. Yeah. Wear ice picks, bring your, bring your spud bar. But people, today there was four inches. People still really have to be careful. I mean, yes. my yep. cousin was out on the ice yesterday on a lake up near Brainerd and they had about two and an eighth inches on it. And he was out there. I'm like, you're absolutely crazy for being out there. Maple Lake, if if for people who are familiar with it, has three different bodies, three different uh, basins. And Upper Maple, the the little one on the far east side of the lake, is the whole area. It's 150 acres maybe. And 130 of those acres is five feet or less. And then there's two 
deep holes where all the crappies live. So that area freezes hard and quick because it's so shallow. So it's always the first one in the area to freeze. Is it the first one to go out too? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would just usually it's the first one to freeze, first one to go out. It's yeah, kind of yeah. Well, fellas, we do have a winner. Nice, uh, directly on the date, really? December fourteenth. We got it. Jason Benson. Jason Benson from Wanamingo, Minnesota. Jason Benson. Who is that? Was there anyone really close that's going to be sad now? Yeah. Uh, poor Chris Harris said tomorrow. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris is up front. He was our guest last week. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. That's a bummer. That's hilarious. He just wanted to win a free sweatshirt. Well, he gets enough sweatshirts from here. He earns them. Trust <laughs> me. Oh, he definitely does. Tell <laughs> well, me the name again, Tom. Uh uh, Jason Benson. Jason Benson. All right. Well, Jason, I'll be in contact with you uh, probably before this show airs. So, Jason, you'll be looking for a message from me on Facebook Messenger. And if you didn't get one and you're listening to this episode, shoot the Iceman a message and we'll get that uh, sweatshirt sent out to you. Thank you for participating in our first giveaway. Congratulations, Jason. Woo! Absolutely. Hey. Always love winning free stuff. So, don't. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. That sounds like, uh, sounds like football games right now. Yeah, our fake football games. <laughs> yeah, our fake fans. So speaking of red, I mean, how, how was it? Because isn't it, it just the city? I mean, so that's the other trip. Yep. So if you were on, if you follow the the Iceman Facebook page, I posted a um, trip that we took up to Red this last weekend. Uh, I was up there with uh, one time co host Steve Swenson, and uh, man, it was. I, I go to Red every year. And usually we go late, late January, early February when it's, when it's, you know, wheelhouse city. And, you know, it, if you go out there that time of year, it is unbelievably crowded. This weekend, it was busier than I've ever seen it. Well, I, I could not imagine the amount of people. What there. else is there to do right now? Our governor's got us pretty much locked down for a lot of businesses. I know. Yeah. And it's Public the only shooting place, ranges are closed. It's the only place with ice. Yeah. So I mean, for decent ice, it's not like Mille Lacs has got ice. It's not, not no. many big lakes or big destinations have ice that are good quality. We were actually worried about if we were going to get on the ice because it was so busy that resorts were shutting down their access because it was too crowded. Jeez. And so, it's just four wheeler traffic right now, right? Yeah. So when we got up there, we, uh, we called ahead. We went out of West Wind. Uh, we've, I've, I've gone through West Wind for many, many years. They're always super good to work with. They have a, a really nice bait shop and, and tackle store and a great bait uh, uh, fish cleaning spot. Um, yeah, so West Wind, uh, any, anyone who's look, going up to Red, I would definitely would recommend giving them a shout. They're, they've been awesome to work with. Um, but yeah, so we called them up and uh, just asked what time their bait shop opened. They said they open at 6.30. So we got there at 6.30, and we were like number eight in line. It was so crowded. They had uh, they had really nice bait, though. We got some nice fatheads and some shiners. And um, they had us park our truck on the ice. So we actually really? went out onto the ice um, and parked in. They had basically a makeshift parking lot set up out there. I've been out of West Winds in the summer in the boat, and for about the first 300 yards, it's like two and a half feet deep. So my guess is that it's pretty much solid to the solid to the bed at this point. Um, yeah, we parked out on the ice and then we uh, four wheeled out to our spot. And, you know, we had 10, 11 inches of good clear ice everywhere we went. Uh, there was a couple cracks, a couple of heaves that uh, had some had a bridge over it. Uh, the day before we went there, there was a wheelhouse that went through right out of our access area. Um, yeah, they were letting wheelhouses go at a mile uh, if you had to pull them by a four wheeler, though. And then uh, you could pretty much go anywhere else you wanted to go. 
And there was no giant cracks anymore? Well, I mean, there was one that had a, a bridge over it. Okay. So that was, you couldn't... you couldn't uh, Jump it? No, it looked like uh, the Fortress of Solitude from uh, Superman. This big, jagged, jagged uh, whatnot. But yeah, we got out there and we, we went out a, about a mile and a half, fished nine feet of water. It was pretty slow. Then we moved out to a couple miles, pretty slow. And then finally we made a move out to about four miles offshore and we went past we went about a quarter of a mile past the last house and it was you weren't over the line were you no right the line no no we weren't even close to that we weren't even close to center bar it was the it was the best walleye fishing i've ever had in my life we were there from by the time we got up to that spot it was about 1 30 and from 1 30 until about 5 30 when we got off the ice we caught over 30 walleye and that's the two that's of us. pretty hot i mean it's a pretty good pace that's a it was, good clip it was enough where we never had downtime you know, we had two iFish pros out that they weren't hitting the iFish pros. So we were, it was all jigging. That could, that could have been a little bit of user error, I heard. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been my fault. In fact, I know it was my fault. Um, but the one that I did have set up correctly didn't go off either. I definitely did it wrong. Sorry, Levi. I got I to gotta watch the video because I definitely set up the thing wrong. But no, it was it was fantastic fishing. It was so much fun. Uh, Steve and I hadn't fished together for a couple of years um, on the ice and we just had a bl uh, blast. So it's uh, kind of the only game in town. And I, I don't know how long that early bite starts or lasts till I know our family's got a trip planned at the beginning of January. So just a month from now. And my guess is it's going to be different fishing up there in a month. Yeah. I think the, I mean, with a little warm spell and I'm sure it's, this is probably our last warm spell. It's going to start getting cold. All the fish were super, super healthy, real That's fat, good. real round. Um, and, we caught fish from 13 inches all the way up to just under 20 inches. So a lot of year classes present and they were aggressive and hungry and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. What's the slot at red right now? So it's, you keep, keep three fish, only one of them over 17 inches. One over 17. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had our catch board. That thing worked great. Well, and that's, it, it's kind of interesting. So they don't actually have a slot this year. Just one over 17. That's it. And then two under 17. So, but still three fish. So it's half, it's a half limit basically. Yeah. And last year it was four fish and one over 17. This year it's three fish. So, I mean, the two of us kept six fish and you know, the fish that we caught, we kept, I think we kept two 18 inches and the rest were like just under 17. Yeah. And, and that, they were big, thick fillets. But that's a good size fish. Yeah. I mean, to eat, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of eating a 23-inch walleye. They just, they don't taste as good. No. 18-inch ones are, 16 to 18 is like the perfect eaters. And they were really good-looking fish. They were thick, uh, healthy, healthy fish. That's huge. That yeah, was huge. awesome. What I find kind of interesting is, you know, they do have a reduced limit, but there's tons of people still going up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's one of those things I've, I've talked about before. Reduced limits doesn't mean that the fishery is going to be diminishing at all it's actually going to improve the fishery but it's also going to bring a lot more people up there people just want to yeah. catch they just want to have fun well after we had our limit we we went through 25 fish that we threw back that were all you know right at that 17 or over line i mean if there wasn't a 17 or, or um under limit we could have caught a lot more bigger ones or kept a lot more bigger ones it was kind of neat though. We did, uh, we, we followed some advice that we had from our guest a couple of weeks ago, John Thielen. And he talked about, um, you know, when the fishing's good, that's the time to try new stuff. 
Yeah, versus and, when it's you're bored out of your mm-hmm. mind. There's no fish that are catching. You know, you're yeah. being caught. So we had we had some. You know, we had a lot of different lures going, and we were trying different things, and we were getting bites. We were getting hits here and there, uh, but not everything that was mark that we were marking was biting. So we just kept switching around just to see if there was anything that was going to work better. And Steve put on a, a lure that never in a million years would I have picked. It's it's a lure that I just happened to have because I think I got it for free and I never used it. And he just put it on and he caught he caught like six fish in a row that I and I couldn't catch anything until I switched to that thing. What what was the secret lure? It was I mean, a Lindy Frosty Glow Spoon. With the trebles? The treble hook, yeah. Those the jig, the spoon. Those are dynamite on crappies, the small ones. This was not a small one. This no, was but a, they were, the 16,000 ones are di- the blue ones. Yep. It's one of my favorite crappie baits of all time. This was a quarter ounce, and it was it had to be the the um, chartreuse one. That's the only thing they wanted. It's like a stop sign. I mean, it was it, huge. <laughs> it was, I've, I never would have thought that that would be the one to take. I mean, it was... You know, we were using eighth ounce uh, Lindy Ratlin flyer spoons. We were using Tingler spoons. We were using slab wraps, ripping wraps. We were using everything. The only thing they wanted, like aggressively wanted, was that chartreuse frosty glow spoon or frosty um, frosty spoon. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was crazy. And I tied, I was like, I've seen enough of this. I'm putting one on and it just was both of us nonstop. And those are just flat too. There's just there's, flat. There's, there's no just, rattle. There's nothing. Nothing there's, to it. No, it's just like a penny mash down it's there's no there's it, no shape to it nothing it, it, you know what it really looks a lot like is it looks like a shooting silhouette it looks like a snowman yeah yeah <laughs> or a silhouette yeah a, what a tlr1 or tlr2 yeah transitional target it was crazy yeah we put that on tip with a minnow head and it just non-stop non-stop action which was just it was the best walleye i've ever had that's good, and Espe- I've, especially I've had some good ones. Beginning of the season, that gets you really amped up and stuff. For not having caught a fish since October, it felt good. I can't say I've been on the ice yet. No, well, I mean that was our first time. Yeah, there's been a few preoccupied things here. Well, you do happen to run a very, very busy ice fishing business. Yeah, but seemingly when no one can go and do anything, ice rods are a popular thing to buy. Our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods, is just been having a wonderful year. Yeah, it's been, I really have to thank our customers and stuff for just kind of supporting us through one of the strangest years. Oh, yeah. I, I could, I mean, from March until now, it's been, it felt like the longest year ever, but it now you look back and it was like, wow, that was a blink of an eye. And it's pretty nice of tuned up to to take care of our, our listeners for the, uh, the Iceman. So remember, if you do want to get a, a custom rod from Tuned Up Custom, make sure you go in there and use our, our promo code, Iceman, one word, to get 10% off on your deal. That'll, uh, that'll help you out. That'll help Tuned Up know that, uh, that this show is working and, and it'll help us out as a show as well. We really want to try to grow this podcast as much as we can. So yeah, please make sure that you use that Iceman one word get 10% off your sale. Thank you to tuned up. Thank you to John. Obviously it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, we have to kind of give back to you guys because with no ice show and no ice shows in general, it's been, it's been a different year. Kind of, kind of missed that. I just messaged a guy from Eskimo today, just to, just to ask him how it was going. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, we, we just kind of missed the interaction. And, and part of the reason we started the podcast was what I was missing the interaction and we just kind of missed that fun fun time with everyone. Yeah. Uh, one question that we get all the time and probably more often than not, what is what 
ice rods to choose mm-hmm. for what situations. Yep. Um, and we did a little uh, blip on the SmackDown Outdoors podcast mm-hmm. um, about the ice show and kind of explaining rods. But I guess um, there's quite a few people that were like, okay, break it down a little further even because mm-hmm. we did kind of a short thing. Um, so I really want to talk about, and I know Dan will, will talk as well about like which rods for what situations. Yeah. So the biggest questions we always get are, should I buy a precision noodle or should I buy a bullwhip? Yep. Dan, I'll let you go first because my opinion is probably going to be a 14-hour segment of <laughs> detailed analysis and everything well, else. You, but you designed them both, so yes. obviously you think there's a reason for two of them. And I designed them for different reasons. Yep. So that's that's the one. Um, for me, the precision noodle is your three to four millimeter tungsten rod or super small spoon rod Mm. the tip is ultra light it's to see up bites and pretty much up bites only but so we're going to do your 14 minute one yeah sorry Um, (laughs) we'll we'll just go with mine first (laughs) but how i I always tell people like what do you do what do you dedicate yourself to if you fish small tungsten you fish really really light bites you know stuff where you're replacing a spring bobber this the noodle is it um the backbone is not as heavy in a noodle, so I always recommend two to three pound line with it. I, I recommend real light reels, good drags, you know, CMR C10s, Sienna 500s, Daiwa 750s, but it is your lightest rod. Um, one big thing about a noodle or any glass rod, never leave it stored loaded because if it's loaded, it will take a it set. Will. Over time, and we proved that last year in one of our uh, one of our po- our uh, blogs. Yeah, it uh, we stored one loaded for like a, a long year. Time. Yeah, and in then, my garage in the heat, it was it was terrible. It was it, gross. It, it completely took a set, and and they will take a set. Um, actually, all rods will take a set if you even graphite ones. Yeah, I've I've had I've we're, we've leaned like a musky rod up on the the shop wall at like a forty five degree angle. The next spring, you grab it, and it's got a little bit of a curve at the tip. Well, it's because it's kind of taken a set. Um, a lot of people don't know that they're materials that will warp, mm-hmm. kind of like wood, but fiberglass in general will warp a lot. And that doesn't, and it's all rods across the whole board. It doesn't matter if it's a $10 HT rod, it'll still warp just as bad as our rod. Yep. The materials are the same, I mean, the same base materials. Yep. Yep. Um, so that noodle is, I, I use it for the absolute lightest biters. Um, and I use, I use four millimeter, five millimeter on almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you want, I'll go. yeah, yeah I'll mean, go. you might as well talk about the noodle too. Just, yeah. I, I'm trying to give people a better perspective of how I choose and like where I sit at stuff. Yeah. So my, my personal opinion of the noodle rod is very similar to what you said. Uh, and it is that if I ever need to go with the absolute lightest bait, that's what I'm going to pull out. So if I've got the tiniest ice fly or the, the tiniest lead jig, that's what I'm going to go with. You know, going off of our website, you know, one of my roles here is, is running the website and writing the copy for each of our rods. And our website says that the uh, noodle is designed for 16, 164th up to three millimeter, three to four millimeter. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what I see it as. Um, I also go choose the the precision noodle if I have really, really negative and neutral fish. So yeah. even if I'm using slightly heavier baits and the fish are just very lightly biting, I like a little bit more of a sensitive tip that it gives. 
so I can see those bites a little bit better. And it's a, it's a truly visual rod. I mean, truly, that rod, it was designed, now this will kind of blow a couple of people's minds, but it was designed about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. which is before Tuned Up was created. Um, we had the kind of the first samples that we got to play with um, from my previous years. And th- we were kind of in the infancy of trying to figure out what, how to, make a spring bobber feel type rod and mm-hmm. blend it in and make it all work. Um, but it's kind of a hinging action. So it's like the first four inches, Ben. Um, and what I always tell people too is setting the hook on a noodle rod is a, is a, is kind of a trick. You yes. set it, you actually set it, you, your rod is horizontal <coughs> and you just lift. Yep. You don't do anything else. You don't set it like a ninja or set it to the tarp. You just lift. And, and you don't lift with your wrist. You lift with your arm. Yes. Straight up. So you don't actually if it makes sense, you're just kind of like going perfectly parallel to the ice and yep. lift straight up. Yep, exactly. And it's a short, just little jerk, and it works amazing. And that actually was a learning curve for me when I got my first bull whip was getting that bite down because it, it is it's not the same as a jigging rod like a like a graphite rod. No, you you don't just set the hook like you would on a on a a one where you just flip the wrist. It's it is a fluid motion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you get that down, you can, you catch, can do it every time. You can catch a ton of fish. But until you, until you feel that, until you feel that difference, it, uh, it does take a second to learn it. For sure, for sure. And the bullwhip is kind of that similar type rod. The tip's a little bit heavier, but it's a lot more backbone. So what I always recommend for people, if you're buying one rod and you kind of want that general purpose light panfish rod, the bullwhip is number one mm-hmm. all, by far. And I think it's always the first rod people should actually own out of all of our rods. I think the bullwhip is number one. Yeah. Now, my opinion, the bullwhip is my favorite rod for sure. I would much rather fish with a bullwhip than a precision noodle. I just enjoy the fish catch on a bullwhip more. It has a little bit more backbone, and it's it has the ba- it gets to the backbone faster, I believe. Yep. So it you feel like you're fighting the fish in a more um, I don't know. It just feels like it's more of a fight than it does with the, with the noodle. Um, you know, my, when I, when I switched to the bullwhip, I was using, um, you know, just a, a big brand, uh, noodle rod that had no backbone. It just was tipped to cork. And that's very hard to set the hook. Very hard. And there's, and there's no, there's nothing enjoyable about that fight. It, it feels, it doesn't feel good. Now, neither the noodle or the bullwhip feel like that. But no. I really like the bullwhip because it feels more like a traditional uh, rod blank, I suppose, when you're fighting the fish. It makes all the fish fights feel like a fight. I don't know. I'm not doing a great job describing it. The noodle, the, to put it this way, the biggest fish that I know of on a noodle rod is a 39-inch pike in mid-March that was not supposed to be where we were fishing. Um, but it took about 45 minutes to get it on to, on the ice. It was incredible. Yeah. But that rod was way overstressed. I mean, everything, that that whole, it was never designed for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like fight, fighting a shark with a ultralight. Yeah, yeah. So for me, if I'm fishing panfish, I'm using the bullwhip as my primary rod the entire time. Yeah. It's the way that I want to catch fish. But I do always have my precision noodle rigged up with a really light bait, uh, more of a subtle bait just in case. Um, mm-hmm. And when my kid and I are out fishing, he gets the precision noodle and I get the bullwhip. That's interesting because my kid now fishes with a fusion 
because he, he likes the feel of it. He likes the feel of it. And so that, I guess that'll transition to the next rod um, is the fusion kind of in the lineup from heaviest or lightest to heaviest. Sure. Uh, the fusion rod is a kind of a moderate fast. And when we talk about like moderate fast or fast action, it's also, it's based on the percentage of the tip of the rod that bends. So fast action is like 20 to, and this is a very loose term because every company kind of, it's not like a set percentage, Yeah, but it's like the upper 20% to 30% bend on a fast rod, moderate fast. It's like 30 to 40%. So it's like almost a mid, mid bend. And a noodle rod is different than fast. Noodle rod. The only reason I call the noodle rod, the bullet kind of the noodle categories is because the tip is kind of flat. Like the last four inches are very, very similar as far as the taper goes. And it kind of hinges. So you can watch that whole tip kind of load up, but the, then the fish can't feel you. Hit. Yeah. But, but when you, if you say a noodle rod is a fast action, it's not the same as saying a precision is a fast action. No, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a different cause it's a noodle type action. The, the noodle is almost like what you would see. Uh, like it's almost like a long spring bobber mm -hmm. look where it, the tip itself is, is almost like it's not part of the blank. Yeah, it looks like it's two rods. That's yeah. what a lot of people are like. I don't understand how that works. I'm like, it looks like two rods, but it's not. It's just, that's how we designed it. It's so you don't have to mess around with a spring bobber and try to put it in your case. And because that was my frustration years ago, is spring bobbers were just a mess. You know, yeah. they had li little beads, and every time you walk outside, they'd freeze solid. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't fish. And spring bobbers are coming a long way. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that's changed the spring bobber game. And I know that there's been talk about, you know, if that's something that we want to try, but we're not, uh, we're not sure yet. No, I still yeah. like, I'll, I still like my noodle. So the noodle works. It does. It does. I can't think of hardly any situation where a spring bobber would be better than a noodle. <sighs> Mid seed, like dead of winter. If the fish are super lethargic and it's negative 30, Maybe, but I'm. You're not going to catch me outside fishing negative thirty anymore. I'm done with <laughs> freezing temps. Except for but, when you're testing for the recoil guides. Uh, maybe I won't have to do that this year. Yeah, I'll just maybe hire somebody else to do it. <laughs> um, so the fusion, uh, it's kind of that moderate fast rod. Um, where I like it, when I think a lot of people disagree, I fish like five and six millimeter tungsten on it, mm -hmm. and I fish like mid-sized pike with it when they kind of get into their not early ice mode where they're super aggressive when it's there in this weird funk. Mm -hmm. um, I fish some lakes that are full of weeds and they'll sit in the weeds and eat bugs and stuff coming out of the weeds. Well, the fusion works amazing for it because they bite so light. Yeah. And it's, it's actually a really fun thing to catch a four or five pound pike on a fusion. Oh yeah, for sure. I love the fusion. Um, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites. The fusion is the only rod that I have on the ice every time I go fishing. Really? It is. And I, the reason I have it that way is because I use it for my aggressive panfish baits. So when I'm panfishing, I have the tiniest bait on my on my noodle. I have my typical tungsten jig on my on my bow up, the one that I'm confident on that I'm that's the one I'm gonna try to target the fish with. And then I always have a small spoon on my fusion. Like a, I use like a gold sixteenth ounce under spoon and you can work that super fast but it's also and the fusion's light enough you can actually witness an upbite huh? oh yeah you I sure mean, can it's it's pretty amazing um and i use what i really like on the fusion is number three rip and wraps mm, yep because they're so small and they vibrate so like the 
a cadence or frequency or however you want to say it. I have no idea what the scientific term is, but it's so tiny. You can't feel it on a lot of rods, but that fusion rod, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it when you hit rocks. You can feel it when you hit mud. Um, And number three, rip and wraps. I've had some, a a variety of fish crush that. Yeah. My all-time favorite on the fusion is the the Lindy um, Perch Talker. Have you used that one? No. Well. I, so, so it's a dropper. It's a I'm dropper. A, I'm bait. a rapple guy. You're a rapple guy. <laughs> just, just it's, it's a dropper bait. So what it is is it's um, it's brass discs that are um, in a line going down, and they glow. And That's like it, the old uh, is it like Nils Haley spoons. I don't know. I'm I must be from a generation that I just. So then hanging below the um, hanging below the uh, the the brass discs is a chain. That's about an inch and a half long, and then the treble's below that. Yeah. And then you, so I just load that treble up with waxies on each of the tines, and I just it just dances. And the thing I always use the white glow, and it glows like crazy. It makes a ton of noise, and it it is a really really good perch bait. I'm sorry, not perch bait, crappie bait. Uh, they just well, it's it, probably a great perch bait too. Probably. I mean, it's called the perch talker, but yeah. I don't fish places where there's a lot of big perch. I I love that. So I've always got, I always have my fusion out when I'm crappie fishing, but I also have it out when I'm walleye fishing. Now, it, you have to be a little careful because the fusion is not designed to be uh, the your walleye go-to stick. No, it's 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 lighter than than what you'd want for for a lot of walleye fishing situations. But what I use my my fusion for is when I'm fishing, like on Red Lake where I know that the fish I'm going to catch are not going to be bigger than about 19, 20 inches. Because that rod, you will feel outgunned at some point mm-hmm. because that the backbone is not super stiff. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a, I won't call it parabolic, but it's a little closer to that when mm-hmm. you hook into a big fish. And that rod really shines like 32 to 36 too. Yeah, and it's designed, I mean, it's called the fusion because it's supposed to fuse the 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 gap between the precision and the bullwhip. Um so I, I always have it out for walleye, but when I have it for walleye, I have it paired with my smallest um, noiseless walleye spoons. So like your small tingler spoons, things that don't rattle, things that put off some flash but aren't, aren't going to be noisy. So more of a subtle bait. You know, I didn't bring it out on Winnipeg. I'm not going to fish no. it on Winnipeg. I would be leery to fish with it on Malax where there's the well, 20 there's, H 29 inches up there. Yeah. So there, now there's gotta be a rod for that too. But, uh, before we go on to that, we're going to take a quick break yep, from our sponsors. All right. Hey everybody, this is Dan from the Iceman Podcast, here to talk to you about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. If you're in the market for a new custom ice rod or open water rod, or you want to get a Christmas gift for that someone special in your life, check out our in-stock products. If you use our code ICEMEN, that's one word, ICEMEN, at checkout, you can save 10% off your entire purchase. Again, that's ICEMEN for the code at tunedupcustomrods.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you for joining us and sticking with us through that commercial break. Um, it's good to 
Good to take a little break there, John. Yeah, and uh, use the restroom facilities. Yeah, what do we call that, Tom? What's that? Uh, that'd be called a bio break. A bio, oh, break. bio break. That's yes. a, yeah, my boss. In, in uh, the podcast biz. Yeah. Yeah. Industry terms. We're professionals. What if we eat? What's that called? Well, bio. that's bio still, right? Bio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Getting yeah. a beer, bio break. Yeah, that's in the restroom, wheat, wheat bio and break. barley. Yeah. 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 We're, 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 we're real. So while we were uh, on our little break, Dan did bring up one point um, about when I said we were playing with rods 15 years ago. This was the back in the days where I was hand sanding them all, kind of getting those grinds right. Um, we still do that at Tuned Up, I guess. I'm one of the there's there's two of us that do a little bit of design work, um, but I'm the major one that actually, you know, bread and butter, cut up the rods and make them what they are. So you're the you're the rod designer. Yeah, you know, when if you buy a bow whip, that's a that's cut to the specifications that John designed. 10 years ago, 15, yeah. however long ago. Well, Bullwhip is only like six years ago. Yeah, um, but it's yours. Yeah, no, it's, and, you know, we, we move models in and out um, as we see fit or as we see trends because, you know, fishing changes a little bit and, and yeah. popular lures change a little bit. Like seven years ago, there was no rip and wrap. There was a rattle trap that we all use, but we were running them on the precision, which is kind of the next rod. Well, even before we get to that, speaking of things changing, we did have a rod in our lineup that we've just eliminated. Yeah, we did. That, that would fall in right right in line with the Fusion. Yeah, we discontinued the quick tip. Yep. Um, it was a good, it was a great rod. Um, we discontinued because the Fusion is actually probably a little better rod for a lot of people, and it's a little bit more forgiving. The mm -hmm. quick tip is a hard rod for a lot of people to fish. I um, couldn't fish it well. No. I, I struggled with it. My son, it's his favorite rod. He, in a 29 and an eighth inch rod, he loves that thing. The only reason we use a little shorter rod is because he smacks the tarp all the time. <laughs> and that high sticking of the few, of the quick tip, it, it led to a lot of trouble. Yes, that is not a rod that's very high stick friendly. The quick tip, it, for those of you who have it, or for those of you who have handled it, it, it has a tip that's very, very similar to a noodle tip. It is in an incredibly fast, light, thin, tapered tip, but it's out of, gla it's out of graphite. Yeah, it, it's one of the, it was kind of an engineering marvel because it's about the hardest type of grind you ever could do. Mm -hmm. um, I remember making the prototypes for that one and it was hard to make the prototypes. Um, we got it and it's it's been a good rod. It's just, there'll be something new that'll come out because of it. Yeah, we've got, it. We've got uh, in development right now the quick tip uh version two i i don't know if it's gonna be called quick tip or not but probably not but um, it'll, it'll be called something else it'll be there to to fill that void in the in the lineup because a lot of people were were disappointed to hear that that was going away but it really did need to go away just to make room for for improvement yeah yeah i mean it, we usually don't do stuff because it's like a oh you know this is going to be a cost effective measure that's not what i built this business on um, no. All of our blanks are not cheap, and the design the design work takes years. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Sometimes it's like, you know, right now we probably have 25, 30 different designs going, and some work and some don't, and some are too similar. And our, I mean, our newest rod, our Vulcan, you've had that, you've had that on paper for almost forever. Yeah, it's like six years old. It used to be um, Christmas green. Yeah, it's changed a lot. The Vulcan color is way better. Well, Otherwise, we would have called the the greenie or something like that. From like Tony Jaro's bar, that's what it looked like, the, <laughs> the Slimer color. Yeah. Um, but that rod is, it, it wasn't supposed to be as good of a stick as it turned out. But, you know, after the seventh revision of it, really, it really hit a home run. 
Well, let's work our way up to it. So coming off the fusion, we're kind of leaving dedicated panfish territory and we're moving into more of the game fish. Yeah, and the precision has been our flag, you know, flagship, probably the most popular rod we make. Uh, it's our most versatile, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. It, you can do just about any game fishing with it you want. It's not a great panfish rod, though. I know some people it's a little stiff. try to use it for big crappie and stuff, and it works. It's just not, it's not awesome for it's it. It's definitely sensitive enough. I mean, you can feel the bite, but it is a pretty stiff, it's it, it's a stiffer rod. And with the with the really, you know, light mouth on a crappie, it, you can blow, you can blow the mouth out. Yeah, you can set the, if you set the hook on a crappie in 20 feet of water with like three pound braid, it'll, you'll be brought, bringing up a little hunk of jaw. Yeah, bringing up lips. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that, that rod works. I mean, what it was kind of originally designed for was like smaller jig. Well, back before jigging wraps were really popular, um, we used nils, which mm -hmm. are a little, they're more like a wrapless shad jig and wrap where they're the taller profile yep, yep and i love those nails i still have a just a ton of them i'm sure you've got a lot that are hidden in some corner yeah, let's not talk about that <laughs> i i have a i mean if anyone knows me i have kind of a a squirrel mentality with lures yeah i buy them and then i hide them because someone might be listening to this i won't tell them who but my wife always catches me with lures like you know in the laundry or in the center council of the truck. Your, or, your tackle cave has e extra caves behind it. Yeah, there's a lot of neat tricks to hide tackle from your wives. If you if you need any, just message me. The last, the last thing that you need is people yeah. try to find out your tricks. Or wrap them up as Christmas gifts and say, oh my gosh, kids, you got me a hundred bullflies this year. How did and, you know? And then you look at over at your wife and she has, I, would, I wouldn't call it the death glare, but it's more of like uh, she kind of looks like Darth Vader, and she's like her eyes are black and like. It's not a happy look. Oh, it's no, it's it's. There's nothing happy at all about it. If the, if there's ever a tornado warning in the uh, in the Ramsey area, or where do you, where do you live? I can't remember. Coon Rapids, Ramsey, wherever you live. Andover. Andover, same. It's all the same thing. If no, there's no, a, no, it's not. Okay. I mean, it, it, Ramsey's really far away. It's like one I, mile. I'm alienating a tri city area. Uh, but if there's ever a tornado. In uh, the Andover area, your uh, family's going to find a lot of lures in that uh, fallout shelter. They're going to find there. hooks everywhere, yeah. all over neighbors. It's going to be more dangerous down there than it is anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the like that scene from Twister when they get in the barn and it's just filled with metal. Yes, just farm implements. Implements everywhere. that are just about to impale them at, at, at every direction. They're like, yeah. oh, we're out of here. Yeah, it's Mine's going to be tumbler spoons and rip and wraps <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of AR cartridges and, oh, and uh, just magazines a, everywhere. Just a crap storm. So the Precision. Yeah. <laughs> the Precision was my first rod. It's the first one I bought. I bought it at the ice show, and Adam, uh, the other owner of Tuned Up, it really uh, was super instrumental in helping me choose that one. Uh, I love the precision. So that was like the most expensive purchase you ever made. It was. Because it went from one rod to 20 rods to working at the sh store and just investing more money into rods every week. I'm putting your kids through college, John. That's for sure. It's going to be a while before they go to college, so I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Uh, no, the Precision is uh, its a dynamite rod. I, I, I call it the most versatile rod in our lineup. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think of it, I think it really shines in spoons. Any type of spoons that you're walleye fishing with, it is just my go-to. Well, it's a, it's a fast action rod. It responds really, 
you know, when I, when I also talk about fast action rods, when you're jigging it, it, when you stop jigging, it stops jigging. Yes. You know, you can, you can get the spoon to work really well. And when you hit stop, it's instant. And that fish sometimes just crushes it when mm -hmm. it stops. It's incredibly lightweight. Um, you know, when we talk about two different terms for statistics on rods, we talk about the action and then the power is the other one. So the action refers to how quickly the tip transitions into the backbone. And then the power refers to how much backbone there actually is, how thick it is. And uh, I think I've heard you before say that the precision is really kind of almost a medium light. Or you call it a mag light. Yeah, it's, it's I won't say medium light because I, I don't, I don't personally, I, I can't stand that term in the world of fishing because a medium light could mean anything to anyone. It's just like, well, what's a medium light? Well, it feels kind of like a medium light. You know, like, what does that mean? Well, in open water rods, it can mean from an eighth ounce rod to a quarter ounce rod to a three sixteenths ounce rod, whatever. It's kind of a really fuzzy term. And every blank manufacturer from Lamy Glass to G Loomis to St. Croix, their medium light is very different, mm -hmm. even in different actions. Because if when they make blanks, you can have the same action of a blank, but use different materials and you get a different feel, even yep. though the grind is still a medium light, mm -hmm. which G Loomis used to do it really well where they have GL2s, GL3s, IMXs, and GLXs. They were all different when they said medium light. One felt stiffer, one felt lighter, one felt just different. One had more fiberglass, one had more carbon fiber. But that's getting in way. We're going down a dark rabbit that's, hole. Now you're into the designer category. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying not to geek out because sometimes I do. Um, if anyone knows some late night conversations at the shop, I'll geek out once in a while and I'll see the customer's eyes glaze over, and then I know I've lost them. And yeah, I'll you've never, gone, gone into robot speak. Yep. And they won't, they'll be like, I don't know what rod to buy. You've confused the crap out of me. <laughs> so you don't like medium light. You don't like that term. What term would you use? So I like when people rate them for what they're like, I, I call the precision, the eight ounce spoon rod. That's what it excels at. Now there is a range that it can go through, but it's designed for an eight ounce spoon. Yep. And it and it, it does it does that exactly right. Yeah. It is a it is a dynamite spoon rod. Now I whenever people ask me, you know, what rod should I get? You know, what would be your recommendation? I always say that you know if you can just get one rod, and you're going to be pan fishing, get the bow whip. Yep. If you can get one rod and you're walleye fishing, get the precision. If you can get two rods and you get the precision and the bow whip, you can do ninety five percent of all ice fishing and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Those I mean, two rods will do just about everything. Most people aren't going out catching 25-inch to 30-inch walleyes every day. No. I mean, we all dream we are. We'd like to. I mean, I do in my dreams all the time. I catch 30-inch walleyes. But apparently when I go and fish, they don't actually exist. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to our next rod, um, because if you're going over an eighth ounce, I mean, precision will fish a quarter ounce. It starts to kind of feel a little mushy. Um, the Power Precision, which is our number one rod, the very first rod that we produced as as tuned-up custom rods back in the day where they had a real seat and ceramic guides, and we were just kind of figuring out what we were doing yep. um, as far as, like, trying to build high-performance rods. And this is almost, though it's getting closer to 11 years now. Yeah, we're, we're past that 10-year mark. Um, that Power Precision, that it's a quarter-ounce rod, and it was what it was really designed for was Lake of the Woods fishing 30 feet deep with those 
giant stop sign spoons, the red ones that yep. I always bring. Every time I go to Lake of the Woods, I bring six, ten of, you know, well, probably 30 is of them. Is that JR Tackle? I think it is JR Tackle. Yeah. yeah. I think I bought so many of them that I'll never need another one in my entire life. JR Tackle, they're great people. I actually had their daughter in class really? years ago. <laughs> That's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so the Power Precision, you know, it was designed originally for that, but now uh, with the de- with the development of lures, it's a dynamite rip and wrap rod. Yes, number four is number five. I mean, and that's where I think a lot of people really found a love for that. It's become like a Red Lake rod um, with rip and wraps. The, the tip action is really, really, it's like an ultra fast action. Mm-hmm. So you can fish a little heavier spoon. You can fish rip and wrap very, very fast and aggressive. Um, but it also, you know, it doesn't fish lighter spoons very well, but no. it fishes the little heavier stuff very, very well. So when we talk about the precision being really versatile, the power precision is a much less versatile rod in that it doesn't fish down super effectively. No. It it fishes its wheelhouse really, really well. Um, it's a specialty rod. Yeah, and it's know? actually a pretty narrow range for length. It's 28 to 32 uh, we do not build them any longer, but it's a very good rod, like a 28-inch rod for, you know, Lake of the Woods. If you got a hard-sided house, it's probably one of the best. It's still mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, Red Lake or Red Lake Lake of the Woods rods. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I'd consider it to be you know the best choice for a first rod, but when you have that hole to fill, the the power position fills it perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's a very, like I said, a very good short rod. Yep. Yep. So moving up from there. So the next one is the commander, um, and everyone thinks when we talk commander, it's the heavy, super aggressive walleye rod, and I'll never catch walleyes that big. Uh, it's it's a lot more versatile than I want to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually use it for a little heavier stuff. I use it for like quarter ounce spoons and like number five, number six jig and wraps, um, some of the bigger stuff. But I know a lot of guys that fish that down to an eighth. Oh, um, it can do it. And it, it, it works fine, and it's not as big of a backbone as people think. It's it's a really versatile rod. I mean, I use five pound line on it. I think it's great. I think it's a really really good rod. It's more of a moderate, like a fast moderate fast. It's not real fast, but you know, in thirty two inch, I mean, you can fish pretty much anything. I I always tell people that for Malax fishing, the Commander is the way to go. Dynamite. I I call it our premier walleye rod. Yeah, it, it is. It's like the best walleye rod you could. Dan said before, and I'll, I'll reiterate that if you're buying one rod, you buy a precision. Buy two rods, you buy a bullet and a precision. If you're wanting to splurge and you buy three rods, buy a bullet, precision, and a commander. Yep. You, you're pretty much done. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that your addiction will stop. It's like me trying <laughs> it, to. It didn't stop for me. Stop buying one rip and wrap at Fleet Farm. You, you, you just can't. No, but the Commander is a special rod, and it's uh, for those of you who have seen it before. It it has a really high high end look to it. It's made out of it's made out of a carbon fiber blank, but it has a really glossy uh, titanium colored blank. Uh, it just is a great looking rod. Um, it, it it appears thicker. Uh, the 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 rod uh, blank appears thicker, but it's still incredibly lightweight. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's just a it's a really good quality stick, and um, the tip on it is is very reactive. So it does fish down. It fishes down really well. I think I personally think it fishes down better than the power precision. Yeah, I I would admit that too. 
you know, it's a little bit more expensive rod, but it was a, it's got a little bit more technology into it. Um, our rides, rods are kind of priced towards how complex they are mm-hmm. to make from yep. start to finish. Um, but I think in a 32 inch or a 32 inch split grip, I think it's a great overall rod yeah, that can really fish good. a lot of stuff. And I was using it on Red Lake two days ago, and all of my rip and wraps, all of my slab wraps, were on that. Actually, that's the one that I used for my um, for my frosty jigging spoon. Now, do you use braid or mono or floral on your your commander? Because I use floral five pound now. So I, I this year I'm I'm doing some experimenting with line. Uh, we we just started carrying line l y n fishing line here at the shop which it's not lynn which every everyone over 40 calls it lynn including (laughs) myself and i wasn't it was close to 40 but it's not it's line yeah it's it's line line line. yeah um and so i i have it rigged right now with a seven pound braid the no fade braid and i really like braid rod for a braid line for walleye fishing because it just has the ultimate insensitivity and it just really, really works well. I usually, for walleye, I'll have the braid to a swivel, and then I'll have you know a seven-pound floral leader after that. How, how long of a floral leader do you run? So I always want it to be shorter than the blank, okay? Because I want to be able to still use my hook keeper. I usually do about eighteen inches. Oh, but interesting. I, I just want so I use a tiny, tiny like, I think they're number zero spro swivels, so sure. you can, you can just wind them up in the guides. And see, I'm a bass guy, and I'm I'm design I'm designed in my brain or, or hardwired never to go swivel past the eyelet. Well, that's because you pop the ceramic. Yeah, the recoils don't have ceramics. One yeah. nice thing about recoils is uh, ceramics. There's no issues with them. Yeah, so I I don't I don't like the feel of it going through the guide. So I, I always keep my my um, leader a little shorter. But now up in red, I did not put a swivel on because it's stained water. Yeah, so they it didn't they really don't. matter. I mean, and no, I heard that water's like pea soup. It was pretty, is pretty tannic. Um, and so, no, there was no issue with having just straight braid, even if it was, even the black, no fade braid. Now I'm a little torn and actually I was, I was kind of thinking, I don't know, John, to, if this is a, a possibility, um, do you know if Akuma sells spools? Could you buy spools for their reels? Uh we have tried, not to my knowledge. Okay. Because what I'd love to do is I'd love to have, I, I run all CMAR C10s on my reel, on my rod. Just buy a couple more reels. <laughs> there you go. All <laughs> right. After the show, I'll give you my credit card. Oh, you already have it memorized. I do. It's, uh, uh, if anyone is asking, it's four to no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got the first number right. Uh, it, um, anyways, so I, what I'd love to do is I'd love to have two spools and have a spool of floro and a spool of braid. I tend, I tend not to be a run and gun guy. Um, I'd rather be in the house. Um, but when we were out searching we were outside and that braid freezes, I mean, it ices. That's up. why you use the ice defense unit. Well, it, I do use the ice defense unit, but when you're reeling up from nine feet of water, you still have, Oh, it's way less with that compared to, well, if you depends how hot you have your house. No, 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 I'm talking when I'm outside. Oh. When I'm outside, when you're outside searching. Braid does freeze. Yeah, braid freezes up. Um, right now I have it lined, spooled up with seven pound braid, and, and I don't know, I might switch it up. I have my Waller rods with braid and my in my panfish rods with floral. But anyways, the Commander uh, Dynamite Stick, it's an awesome rod. Yeah. Now, new to our lineup. New to our lineup. Well, we should 
Yeah, we'll just go to the neuter lineup because the dead stick's in its own category. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We totally always forget skip. about the dead stick. I mean, we skipped the Maestro, too, so we can come back to that, too. Oh, we, yeah, there's tight liners. We got all <laughs> kinds of things, yeah. But what people don't understand, it's like you see our lineup online, and there's, whatever, 144 million combinations. So um, <laughs> if you can't... You're talking about custom options. Yeah, yeah, if you can't think that's custom, I don't know what custom is because I guess, yes, two people could order the same rod. But uh, the Vulcan is the new one. Yeah. I love that rod. It's amazing. I've loved that rod for a lot longer than I want to admit because we've had the the mean green rod for forever floating around the shop. One of the neat things about working here is that there's there's rods on racks that you don't really know what they are. You know, you just look. You've looked at them for years and you're like, what is that? And it's always never really answered. That question's never really answered. And then all of a it's, sudden, it's none. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden it's, Hey, we got a new rod coming out. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen that rod for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a bunch of racks of stuff. I mean, there's, it, it's, it's part of, I guess my art Yeah, is building them and sanding them down and figuring out what they are. And, and also you got to figure out if they're a good production rod, like exactly. it's, it's good to build on them. They're not terrible to work with because um, we've had rods that they just don't fit our like they're too specific mm -hmm. or they're because we don't want to build a rod that you can't fish you know all all the time yeah and and they have to be repeatable yeah like you can't make something so crazy specific that you can't produce it well and that was the problem with back in the day when we used to hand sand them all um you could produce six awesome rods and then your next 20 would not be so awesome. Yeah. It was, it was real hard. So then finding a blank manufacturer that we could work with, that was also a trip too. Yeah. So the Vulcan is our newest rod. And, and, you know, if you've been watching any of the, uh, you know, Saturday morning shows, I know, uh, IDO just put out an episode this week where they had the Vulcan on and angling buzz had one out where they had the Vulcan featured. If you get to see one go down the hole. With, uh, yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> if anybody, uh, sees that, that was one of the most, disheartening thing it's I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a brand new Stratic and a Vulcan prototype that went down a hole. Went down the hole. Uh, but the Vulcan is, uh, you know, I, it's, it's an interesting design because at first feel and at first look, it feels and looks very, very similar to a Commander. Yeah. But it's not. It's made out of fiberglass. And it's translucent. Yes. We wanted to call it the Mandalorian. Well, we is. Well, okay. You're using the royal we at this point. Royal we. Okay. Yeah. I, myself, only me, I wanted to call it the Mandalorian so bad. I thought you wanted the Juggernaut. Well, I wanted the Juggernaut, but then everybody told me the Juggernaut's not cool. But then I wanted the Mandalorian once Star Wars came out. And then everyone said, you're going to get yeah. sued by Disney. George Lucas like, was going to be on I'm your doorstep. I'm totally taking that one if I get sued by Disney. Yeah, well, you take, put that on the wall. <laughs> like, here's my cease yeah. and desist letter from Disney. I was like, somebody at Disney told me to <laughs> cease and desist. Yeah, they might think it's cool. Yeah, they might they, say they might sure. be all, Maybe it would be featured in the next Star Wars episode because it looks like a lightsaber. <laughs> we were, uh, we were, yeah. Let's not talk. I about definitely it. put a light on the bottom of it to see if it would glow. Everyone did that. It didn't glow. No, it didn't. It doesn't work. glow. So that was actually just a random kind of air. Well, because you, know? you initially wanted it to be maroon, like, but but like a solid maroon. Yeah, like yeah. a uh, like a gopher's maroon, really yeah. dark kind of purplish red. Um, we got the first samples and we're like, hey, these are translucent. They're like, yeah, like these are That's way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> way cooler. And that rod, you know, it's designed to do several different things, but, you know, you've, you thought about it as being kind of a, a lighter 
lake trout, big pike type of rod. Yeah, I, I th- what I really designed that for was the everyday guy that bought an iFish Pro that wants to use it for an iFish Pro 99.9% of the year, and then he gets his buddies to call him, hey, let's go lake trout fishing in Ontario this weekend. And you think, that's great. It's Friday at 430 I need to go and get a new lake trout, but it actually will double as a good lake trout rod. Yeah, it's got plenty of backbone for it. Yep. And actually, I think it works um, tube baits better than any rod I've ever handled. I suppose it has enough of a tip that you can really get those things moving. Yeah, and you can, with lake trout, it's once in a while they'll bite really light. They'll just kind of nudge it. You can feel everything with that rod, even at like 120 feet. I've never lake trout fished. We're going to have to figure out a time to go do that. I'm game. There's no ice in the lake trout lake that I know of, but... I'd love to try it sometime. They uh, are crazy. It's, yeah, it's, but once it you fish really it, well. you'll be done for the rest of your life for all other fish. It's, that's not the thing. And then you'll put a bunch of money into it too. I don't need that in my life. Let's not do that. I don't want to go to Lake Fairfax anymore. It's like deer hunting for leprechauns. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm able to only go deer hunting one week into a year. So I have a little bit of moderation with that. I, I did not go deer hunting this year because of everything going on. Yeah. Some other things got in your way. Yeah. Now the, the Vulcan is an awesome iFish pro rod. Uh, it, it has enough backbone where you can, you can set the hook and fight any fish that happens to bite, but it also has enough, enough lightness in the tip where you're not feeling like you're using a broomstick to, to reel in your 15 inch walleye either. No, it's actually kind of an amazing stick. Really. Yeah. It has um, it, it. You feel like you're you feel like you're fighting the fish, kind of yeah. like what I said about the bull whip, where you're not over you're not overpowering the thing that you're fighting. Yeah. You're you're enjoying this experience, where a lot of people use the the LTP on their on their iFish pros, and it works well for that. But the LTP is so stout that if you hook into an eater size walleye, yeah, you're, you're rocket shipping that up through the hole. Yeah, it's like a now on the same token, I set the hook into a fish in Ontario. Uh, lake trout fishing on like a rock crevice and i swear to god i thought i hooked the rock <laughs> and then i was like oh i'll just wait for a little bit and then i saw my line start to like pull out i'm mm. like oh oh this I'm, is happening i'm sinking because i'm thinking the ice sheet's moving yeah. and then like two minutes later i just kind of like cinched down my drag and just it just started slowly moving yeah and it, it i could have hooked a sturgeon too i have no idea it wasn't that deep uh but I, I couldn't even move it. I watched an LTP double over and I'm st- like standing. I'm not a small guy and I feel I'm reasonably strong, but I was given there the heave hole with 30 pound braid and, and it wasn't doing anything. It didn't even, it's just, it was like I hooked a Mack truck. That reminds like, me of what geez. a guide told me on Lake of the Woods one time. He said, if you set the hook and you can't get the fish to do anything and the line starts stripping, cut your line because otherwise you're going to just watch your line go all the way down the hole before you have to cut it. That's basic. I lost about half a spool of braid. And it's weird when you're on the ice in Ontario in the middle of nowhere, there's no store. No, yeah. That reel's just done for the weekend. Yep. And that, yeah. that was my one main lake trout setup that weekend. Yeah. So I had the chance to test that Vulcan last year on Winnipeg. And I've told this story a few times, but, um, you know, Winnipeg is a, is a special walleye fishery. You know, that is a land of giants. Well, they're also green. If they are green. And they are the most pretty green on the face of the earth. They, they don't even look like the same species. They're not. It's, they all grow to 30 inches. Yeah. And so, or bigger. You're out there, and I had my commander and my precision and my Vulcan, 
and we had all of those going on. And, uh, you know, with my precision, I felt like I was a little underpowered because not because of the fish fighting, but because of the size of the baits you had to use. I mean, you're out there in five feet of water and you're using a pelican spoon that basically is a daredevil. And it, that's so the spoon itself weighs, you know, five, five uh, eighths of an ounce. It's and like, it's, like, it's like jigging a, a small roadside. It, it's incredible. And, you know, I'm using all of my, all of my summertime bass rip and wraps and, and those fish just come up and rail it. Um, you know, one thing that I want to talk about though, um, is, you know, we use a lot, of, all of our rods come without real seats, except for, uh, the Vulcan has a real seat option and the LTP has a real seat option. Well, you can always order it with any real seat. We just don't do it with the real seat because what it takes, it takes away a lot from the rod and it also takes away any positioning of the handle. Mm -hmm. I think we're one of the only areas of the country that are really set on real seats. You go out on like Tennessee Half the rods on the shelves, like for panfish, have no reel seats. Yeah. Because you want to position that reel in the ideal spot for you. Yeah. And, and that, that, and that that's, has nothing to do with anything else. And that's something that is is a learning curve or was a learning curve for me is that when I had my Vulcan up on Winnipeg, I had I have the 8-inch straight cork handle and I had my reel um, set too far down the reel or yeah. too far down the handle. Because I just put it on, I just put it in the middle of the handle, just like I would on a precision. But what I, what I realized, of course, was that that gave away so much leverage in the fish fight that I actually broke my silicone tape. I broke the reel free of the, of the, of the cork. And uh, so, you know, for those people who are buying these rods that have these big eight inch cork handles or, or, you know, big long handles, and they're going to use it for fighting big, aggressive fish. You want to put that reel in a place where you're going to be able to have maximum leverage. And the 8-inch the handle is not so that you can, you know, have two hands on the reel. It's more so you can tuck that that handle down into your forearm and have... Yeah, because if you, if you fish any bigger fish, it's very hard to fish, like, with a reel that's that far back. Because the fish now is gaining all the leverage versus you. Yeah. So I, I now that I've re-rigged it for this year, I have that handle way up at the front of my reel, right mm -hmm. up the front of my seat, uh, my, uh, my cork. Most of mine are within like one inch from the front of the cork. It's, and people are like, oh, that looks so weird. And I said, fish with it. And I think Lakers are the the one species when you're jigging those big baits, mm -hmm. your forearms are burning by the end of the day if your reel's not in the right position. And that's why I like having yeah. the ability to move it back and forth. So go. let's talk about the, the lake trout rod, the LTP. The LTP. Uh, LTP's been around for a long time. When uh, I got to develop that rod eons ago, I'm going to say eons because I think it was 20 years ago when I first That's an eon. got to develop that rod, and it was developed for pike fishing on the St. Croix River. Mm, That's I, I can see that. Pike fishing and, and basically sturgeon. Um, that was the rod that really went through the paces. It was kind of forgotten about um, when we first started this company. And then one day when I was digging through my my rod box, which if anyone knows my, my real rod box probably has 50 different models, all kinds of weird stuff. And I, I found, it, I was like, Oh, I remember this one built one and kind of the, I mean, we, we started building them again. We actually kind of refined the blank a little bit. Um, the original one was a lot stiffer than our LTP now. Yeah. So when I, when I came into the shop the first time uh, I saw that rod, I thought it was, I thought it was a kayak rod. <laughs> it looks like an open water rod. It does. 
But if you ever hook into a 50 inch pike, that's legit what you need. It is the stiffest rod we have by a long shot. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's not the stiffest one we sell. Though. No, we have we have one that's kind of out out in the outskirts called the Sturge Purge. I don't even know that one. Uh, if you ever fish a sturgeon and you want, <laughs> you want to move a dinosaur off the bottom of the St. Croix, we have a rod called the Sturge Purge. If anyone wants to order it, they can message me. Um, it is, they use 4,000 size Shimano's. It's, it's incredible. I can't wait to do it. I hope the St. Croix freezes enough this year that we can actually go out there and fish them. Sorry. Sorry about that, Charlie. Get ready for some Sturge Purge orders coming your way. <laughs> Got the, the formula all done. It makes an LTP look like a noodle. Well, this is a new, this is new breaking news for me as well. Um, Would it catch a gator? I, you could catch anything with it. Ooh. I mean, it, it is crazy. Good to know. So in in the in terms of uh, production rods, the LTP is yes, is our biggest rod, uh, and it it looks a lot like a like an open water rod, but it it doesn't feel like one. No, it's one of an unusual rod for us because it is built with a real seed, and it does have ceramic guides. Yep, it's really for when you're running braid through them for, not that recoils will ever wear out. It's not that. It's more of the giant water spray that comes from braid when you're fishing big fish and you're getting long runs. Because I like fishing. That's the one time I like fishing in a house. If you're fishing big fish or sturgeon or something like that, it's kind of nice to be in a house because you end up fighting them for so long that if you're standing outside doing that, your holes froze up. And and with sturgeon, I mean, you've seen they drill five, six, seven holes to get them out. Mm -hmm. They're huge. They're They're, way bigger than one hole. And they're... I mean, they're an awesome, majestic fish, and I think I think we should not be able to keep one of them. I think it should just be something that it's a catch and release only with barbless hooks. But that's just my opinion. I don't disagree with you. Who, who needs to kill one of those? I know at Winnebago, um, people will disagree that that I think you can keep one a year or something like that. But but those uh, Rainy River sturgeons, yeah, those like, things are eighty-five years old. Just leave them alone. Yeah, like dinosaurs. Just let people catch them. Yeah, or the Fraser like, River, if you ever see the big white ones of the Fraser River, they're ginormous, like 13 feet long. They're very cool fish. Yeah. So the LTP has really kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, you know, when I came on on the website, it wasn't even offered. No, we didn't even talk about it. What really did it, um, it was either two or three years ago when Superior had ice. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everyone's like, well, I need a, a you know, a trout rod, like a lake trout rod or a, the, you know, a very heavy stick and that rod shines when you're fishing 200 feet down you can you know you set the hook 200 feet down or 150 feet down there's a lot of stretch yeah so that rod does do well at that it's a total fiberglass rod it has a very moderate action um you know the backbone that would be almost a true parabolic rod yeah it's uh it's pretty much yeah it's a 50 percent bend 60% 60% bend kind of a rod, but it keeps big fish pinned. When we say parabolic, that's more kind of like rainbow shape where mm-hmm. it bends at a true predictable arc. It looks circular if you if you stretch the arc out far enough. Um, but yeah, that rod is, that's an interesting rod. It's an interesting one. And, and it's incredibly popular with people up in, up in Canada or along the Canadian border when they get into those really big fish and they need to have that type of that type of control and power. It's got a lot of lifting power. A lot. I mean, you could probably lift a 10-pound brick with it pretty easily. I wonder which would be easier to break, an LTP or a six-foot 
two-piece ugly stick? Uh, I have only seen one LTP break. I don't know if I've ever seen an ugly stick break. Uh, if the way this one broke, yes, it would probably break too. <laughs> it was set inside a snowmobile track. Well, that would probably do it. Yeah. it Rod got eaten up and spit out. Amazingly, the snowmobile survived. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on now, we've got a couple of kind of specialty rods. We got to save those. We can't. We can't divulge all this information tonight. You want to. You want to hang on to these. Well, ones? Let's hang on to these. Okay. We we'll leave, we'll leave something for the. Um, but we do have one kind of important announcement. Sure. Yeah. We uh, we're gonna do a like share contest, and we are going to post pictures of it. But it is a brand new iFish Pro mm. that is a one-off custom iFish Pro. Custom iFish Some Pro. Some crazy guy got this awesome idea to paint this thing in the middle of the night lime green. I, I bet I know who it is. Yeah, it's just the arm, though. It wasn't the whole thing because I couldn't get rid of the, the decals. I, <laughs> oh, so it's we, you. It's you. Yeah, okay. it would, um, I actually uh, did a polymer epoxy paint on it um, to try it as a flexible paint. It works very, very well, but it is a lime green. It looks pretty cool. Awesome. I'm actually really bummed that I'm going to give it away did you give it away yeah i was well you know the formula you can do another one for yourself i did another one for myself but we'll probably have two giveaways so it might be a used one by that time. <laughs> i think the second giveaway it should just be the coordinates of where that vulcan uh went down demo the hole. model went down the hole they can go fish it out or yeah people could uh tell us which person dropped down the hole <laughs> oh yeah i almost said the name i know so let's go through the contest details what so how do we win like, share. Like, like share, share what? The Iceman podcast. You got to like tuned up custom rods, and you got to like the Iceman podcast, and we'll do a like, share contest. And is this on Facebook? Facebook. Okay. Should we do it for a week? Sure. Because this will probably air tomorrow. So they're on Tuesday. Yep. Which is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yep. Like in 15 minutes tomorrow. Is, is it already almost <laughs> Tuesday? Yeah. How fast can you get this done, producer Tom? I don't know. It'll be an all-nighter. <laughs> That's what your specialty is. It's going to be a little rough, guys. No edits. <laughs> so we'll go with, uh, so if you, you get to like the uh, Iceman podcast on Facebook, you've got to like Tuned Up Custom Rods on Facebook, and you have to share. Um, I'll put a post up on the Iceman podcast page. you got to share that uh, post um, and, and to be entered to win. So we'll uh, go through and we'll draw a, a winner next Tuesday. Uh, we'll announce it next Tuesday and, um, and we'll get you out your custom, uh, green painted iFish pro. It's pretty sweet. I'm pretty, my kid's real jealous. He really likes it that yeah, much. He thinks well, it's neon green. I mean, it's neon, bright neon. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So what would you pair that with then? A Vulcan. A Vulcan, of course. Yeah. I would do a 42 inch. That's like, it's the perfect length for iFish pro. 42 inch Vulcan. Cool. I, lo I love the iFish Pros. I just, yeah. I am in love with them. It's so much better than just traditional tip-up. I have not, I can honestly say I have not used a traditional tip-up for five years. Well, I can't wait. So we've got that, that giveaway going. We'll do our drawing for that next Tuesday. So make sure that you like and share the post from the Iceman Facebook page and make sure that you also like the tuned up custom rods Facebook page to be entered to the win. And we'll announce that next week. Yeah. And absolutely. then when we come back, we've also got to talk about our specialty rods because we've got a few of them. Yeah. And people don't know that we, we can do a lot of options. Um, I think that's one of the big things people, they kind of get confused by all the options, but there's a lot of fun stuff that we can do. Well, I mean, we're a fully customizable shop. Yeah. 
We are, we have the ability to make whatever people can dream of and people have some amazing dreams for rods. Amazing is a one word for it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I love our customers. P- people, people have really specific things that they want and, yeah. and we can accommodate any of those requests. And I get it. Cause if I ever ordered a rod from someone, it would be, I, I would not want to be the other end of it. Yeah, you would. You're like a doctor that's trying to get a medical advice. Yeah, you it would be like patient. it needs to be 36 and, you know, one sixty fourth, and then it, the butt cap needs to be one eighth of an inch, and the handle needs to be five point two five inches. We're giving people ideas here, John. You're going to get this order next week. No, nope, we're hoping. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Iceman, uh, John. I'm super glad to have you back in studio. You have no idea how I am. I'm unbelievably happy to be back in studio and not over a phone or not locked away in the basement making fishing rods. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now that we've got safe ice out there, hopefully the icemen are getting out and being able to get ourselves uh, onto the ice and enjoying the sport that we love. Um, and we look forward to talking to you guys again. Once again, check us out on the Iceman on uh, Facebook and Instagram and go take a look at tuneupcustomrods.com and use our promo code Iceman, one word, to save 10% off your total purchase.